0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature.
1: It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hey Juicy Lemoners, before we start the show, we wanted to remind you to follow and subscribe to us on whichever podcasting app you're listening to. And as always, enjoy the show. you think you can hurt me i'm asian this week on lemon what does the new viral meme say about our experiences growing up and let's talk about only fans are we finally going to see more asians in porn and later on the show it's a crossover we never knew we needed is k-pop finally mainstream each week we dissect the conversation asian millennials are having so don't go anywhere because you're listening to lemon
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Lemon. As always, my name is Philip Cooch. And I'm Thomas Tan. And I don't know why I ever, whenever I do that intro, I always put my hands up as I'm
1: introducing the show. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those things that when we watch a lot of like anime or cartoon, right? And I think it's like when we doing... I don't know what I'm saying, but it's like real radio where you have to kind of act into it. Yeah, too. and you,
0: I feel like whenever with my hands, my energy levels goes up. <laughs> um, but this week, I want to ask you, Tom, if you could go back and relive your childhood playing one game, what would it be? Because being Asian, you only allowed two hours on the computer a day. So what game
1: would it be? Oh, I've got a lot more than two hours. But, <laughs> um, my game would be O2 Jam. Have you oh, heard of that game? That
0: one of those, ryth- like, dancing rhythmic games? Rhythmic games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's,
1: it's a bit, like, very similar to Step Mania, but there's, like, seven keys that come down. And because I grew up loving music, and I love the games which had a lot of um, music onto it. So my very first go was O2 Jam or, like, or kind of Audition. Do you know what Audition is? Mm-hmm. Send company.
0: Is it as, like, satisfying? Because, like, when you play DDR, like, it's really satisfying because you're hitting the beat with your feet and mm. everything. But on the keyboard, is it the same?
1: It is. It's actually even better on the keyboard. What I used to do growing up was because playing O2 Gem, right, your fingers need to be really like really flexible, really warm in order to hit the the keys on the beat, right? So if I feel that sometimes my fingers aren't going really well, my mum would suddenly hear me start playing piano because it was like I use it as (laughs) I use it as a way to warm up my fingers prior for me to play my game. And that was the only time I practiced. I I absolutely
0: hate DDR and any music game because I am the worst when it comes to rhythm. (laughs) I have no rhythm. I'm like Taylor Swift dancing. No, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. But but if you could relive your childhood game, what would it be? Is this even a question for me? Like, obviously it's MapleStory. MapleStory is the only game that I can play without getting motion sickness. Can I ask, because you played like the real server, not private server. What level did you get up to? Oh, okay, so for those of you who play Maple Story, I was a bit of an iconic and legendary player. <laughs> oh, icon. <laughs> I was an icon. My name was Dumb Age, if anyone remembers me. <laughs> and what world were you in? In Scania. So in Australia oh, yeah. in Australia, I was pretty sure I was like the highest level player in Australia. And I was like fifteen. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> in Australia, this isn't even in Australia. And um and yeah, I used to hang up with all the cool kids on Maple Story.
1: What? Did it, no, wait. So, wait, I can't remember. This is, like, did you know Tiger, Tsushi? Yeah. Those people that made it into, like, those, you know, viral videos? Yeah, so, like, Tiger, um, we've had KS wars, if
0: you know what they are, <gasps> with Tiger. And, like, let me tell you, he is a hacker. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Afterwards, like, we found out he's a hacker, yeah. No, because one time we got into a fight with him, and he got this. This hacker, and then you know, remember that hack where it vacu- vacuums all the monsters to to you. And oh you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. He got one of those hackers and did that to me, and I died. So oh. I witnessed first hand of him hacking.
1: Well, he got banned, and the reign of Fangblade came anyways. Um, Yes. (laughs) Um,
0: But on to this week's show, um, we did get lots of correspondence from last week's show. Um, Last week, a lot of you guys said that you dyed your hair because it was a confidence builder and you felt really good dyeing your hair um, blonde. But my question is, do you think dyeing your hair blonde is... As impactful as dyeing your hair, maybe like blue or brown. Like, do you think it will give you the same
1: confidence? I think it's different. I There's think, something different about blonde. Yeah. hair. I feel that if I want to go blonde, it's because I'm. I want to be a bit edgy. But if I want to go, let's say, pink or blue or purple, something. I feel like it may be I want to kind of show something more creative. Not that not that blonde isn't creative, but like it's more creativity that's coming through through the colors or something look I keep going back to how Asians
0: who want to dye blonde hair they want to look like those blonde models like I because I, that's why I did it <laughs> um but we did have one listener who said that dyeing your hair blonde when you have tan skin isn't a good look and can I just say it is there are some Asians who are like have really tan skin and have blonde hair and they look hot
1: okay then <laughs> Let's take a live look now outside. Ladies and gentlemen of America.
0: Ariana Grande lick and spit on the merchandise. There can be a hundred people in the room. Leave alone. Catch me outside. How about that? Rise and shine. China, 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 China. Okay, let's get a bit x rayed and talk about. OnlyFans. Tom, do you know what OnlyFans is?
1: I do. I'm not sure if that's a good how, thing or a bad how thing. How would you
0: describe OnlyFans? Because it is a bit hard to get your head around it at first. Because it's like a mm. social network, but it's like for X, 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 XXX Triple X stuff.
1: Look, if you are under the age of 18, I would recommend not listening part this part. And But if you are over the ages of 18, then continue listening. But to me, OnlyFans, the best way I can describe it is like a adult version or adult content version of Twitch. Yeah. T- and for those who, Twitch, who don't yeah. know what Twitch is, <laughs> it's like um – um you broadcast yourself playing games, but besides playing games, you play with yourself or, <laughs> <laughs> or with other people, I guess.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, OnlyFans is like a subscription thing, so you pay to view it. And over the, over the last few months, especially, it's been getting really, 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 really popular because, first of all, you had Beyonce and the Megan, and Megan Stan, Stallion song that. Where, oh, wet <laughs> ass pussy. Yeah, no, 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 no the one of Beyonce. Where where she references only fans.
1: Oh, um, the one there's the horses in the video.
0: Yeah. The one with Beyonce. Have you not heard the song? Anyway, after that song came out, OnlyFans saw a surge in new users. So it's been getting more and more popular. And now because everyone is also at home in ISO, a lot of influencers have lost their jobs and not getting as much jobs. So a lot of them are moving to OnlyFans and creating an account mm. and making a living off there. And there are people who earn like $15,000 a month.
1: Wow, well, it's a lot. It's a
0: lot of money. So, And the great thing about OnlyFans is that anyone can create an account and become an OnlyFans performer. Is that what they're called? Content
1: creator. Content creator.
0: <laughs> look, yeah, this takes content creation to a different level. Mm. Um, but look, we don't judge. However you want to make your money, that's your prerogative. And I think OnlyFans is such a great way for especially Asian performers who especially didn't have the opportunity to break into, I guess, like the mainstream porn industry where I guess like Asian people don't really get jobs. Um, but it's really interesting because Last I searched for the most searched key terms of two thousand nineteen on Pornhub, and the top five key terms are Asian related. Like, like what was the first one? Japanese is the top mm. search term of Pornhub last year. Hentai was the second. Oh, there's lesbian porn, and then <laughs> milf porn, and then Korean porn. Oh, and
1: Korean. Why not Chinese?
0: Look, people are racist towards Chinese. There's some.
1: <laughs> oh, no, wait, down, to, right, right below big tits and above gangbang is Chinese. Where's wet-ass pussy? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but I thought it was really interesting because, look, it's no secret that a lot of people, I guess, like...
1: Fetishize?
0: Fetishize Asian people. But why don't we actually see a lot of Asian people doing porn? Like, why don't we see more Asian on Asian doing porn, like men and women Asian doing porn?
1: I think it's very taboo as in in the Asian culture before before we get um into this topic I've, I first want to say that um I don't really support the porn industry as much because it does create this illusion where a lot of people do get desensitized when they do watch porn over it. So like my my views on porn is a little bit more conservative but on back onto this topic I feel that because of the Asian culture behind um, sexuality and sex it's a very taboo subject nobody talks about it I didn't get the talk from sex about with my mum at or nothing at all The only thing was um, That I got taught about sex Was in primary school When I was about 10 or 11 years old What? I,
0: you got taught about porn? We never got taught about porn
1: Porn, sex It's wow. not, not porn It's just sex, sex education Yeah Porn coming to play Maybe in like year 7, year 8
0: Can I ask What was sex education like?
1: Oh I was like uh, an, a, an A grader Like an A class student on this Because my sister's only A year older than I am right So After I remember when I was younger She finished her sex education And she'll come home And she she be like, Thomas, I have so much to tell you. I lost all in school. <laughs> and then she'll be like, oh, this is about the female organs. So then when it's my turn to attend sexual education when I was like 12 years old, the teacher will ask the whole class the question, so what is this? Outer part of a female to cord, and nobody knew. And I put my hand up. I'm like, "It's the vulva, mist. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody looks at me like, "What the heck? How this do you know all this? Asian kid, how does he know?" I think that's the worst subject to be acing. <laughs> it it. Is. But that's where I got all my sex education from. And Maple Story. And Maple Story. Maple how? Story, a lot of people like it's like no joke that a lot of people who play MapleStory know a lot of sexual things. Maybe that's why you're the best in like the top in Australia playing MapleStory. Maybe. I just remember my sex ed, it was like
0: in your nine, and a teacher brought out a banana and it was wrapped in a case and she opened the case and I think it was like a dildo, I oh. think, or like a mould of a penis and she was like, this is how you put a condom oh, so on. Put, she you put the condom on the banana or on the dildo? I think it was a banana case. I didn't think it was a dildo. It was just a... A banana, yellow-looking thing, Mm. and then she just puts the condom on the thing, and then I can't remember what the vagina part, like what that education looked like because I don't remember it. Um, But going back into the question though, I'm I'm just really curious because growing up, obviously, like like I'm obviously everyone watches porn, so I remember what growing up watching porn like you didn't see many Asian people doing porn, and the only ones you'll see are the ones in Japan. And you can't really, like, relate to them the same way, I guess, like, if you were watching a porn in English. Just like how you're watching, I guess, like, an English movie or, like, mm. comparing it to a Japanese movie. It's not the same thing. Like, you can't... Because you can't speak the language. It's a bit different. And I'm just I'm just wondering, like, is this finally the... the it's going to change our perception on sex and, like, the way we view sex as Asian people?
1: I think a lot of Asians who... Do you perform in porn? Like you said At the very beginning It's very Very fetish based It's very Exotic More to the extreme end Like Especially with Japanese porn um, Hentai porn in second Like it's kind of pushing these women to the boundaries of how much their bodies can take, mm. and this is, this is going to sound really weird. But obviously, when I was younger, I was um, shown, you know, Lemon Party, two <laughs> girls, one cup, to be, one girl, one tentacle. This this Lemon podcast is not the same as Lemon Party. We did not, <laughs> no, not, we did not claim them. We don't, we don't. But I was probably about thirteen when I discovered this, and because my friends were showing me. Oh, I did a bit of Google, like, what is blue waffle? But anyways, um, in some of these videos, it's extreme. Like, you see a Japanese girl, and she has a funnel in her genital area, and they're putting fish, live anchovies (gasps) fish inside her. So it's always like... No wonder everyone thinks vaginas smell like fish. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always taking exotic Asian women who have big breasts, tiny waist, who have really pale skin and, like, a really innocent look on their face and just making them do things that people want them to do. So, fast forward to 2019, being the number one search term in Japanese and hentai, it doesn't really surprise me very much.
0: Yeah, I think you've brought such a good point. Like, the Asian porn that we see that are, I guess, like, mainstream are the extreme ones, like, where they stick up things off.
1: People's people's bodies and things may not belong inside, like fish, octopus. It's just making... So I guess when it fast forward to people who, like our Asian peers, our Asian female friends who do go for dates and they happen to come across people who do fetishize them, it's very hard to just, just... distinguish for them people who truly do appreciate them for who they are Mm. and their culture or people who appreciate them because of what they've seen on the internet.
0: And plus what about the people who, I guess like kids as well and and people who are growing up, like they think this is what it's normal to like to have sex. Like you're meant to stick things up your Mm. vaginas and stick things in your penis. (laughs) I don't know if people do that. (laughs) I do. (laughs) But yeah, just like, I wonder, like, because, like, OnlyFans, it's all amateur, right? A lot of people create themselves. Like, are we finally going to see real Asian people doing real sex? Like, it's going to be such a movement, I think.
1: I think there is already a lot of people who do, as in, like, Asian couples, or not even Asian couples, who do do what we call, quotation, real sex. As in, they do perform, not perform as well, they do love each other physically online. But it's buried away under all that exotic stuff. Mm. And not a lot of people do look for it because... They think it's boring, it's not adventurous And when, like, let's be honest When you hit the tentacles, you can't go back Then people start looking <laughs> for tentacles. fisting stuff And then you, after fisting Then it's like double fisting or quadruple fisting I don't know Look, you're <laughs> acing this education just like you do in high school Do you know back in high school, this is what I thought We had a presentation on um, Sexual transmitted diseases Or illnesses that we call these days And back in 8th grade Me and my best friend Kim We did a presentation on syphilis. <laughs> So we're both 13 years old, right? Knowing nothing about syphilis, and we had to give a presentation about syphilis to the class. And the first thing you do is that you, I open my present, presentation on syphilis, and then you can see he like doof music. Doof, doof, doof. <laughs> and you can see syphilis just like pumping oh with class. So like sexual education to me is very important. And I take great pride knowing a lot of things, but coming back to this topic, there are a lot of desensitization, desensitization. I can't even speak desensitization within porn and the troubles that come with it, especially with Asian porn.
0: On the other hand, um, you know it's great. To finally see lots of Asian people going on OnlyFans and doing porn and stuff, but I've been seeing a lot of critique about Asian people who are on OnlyFans, but they only have sex with white people only, and they don't oh. have sex with other Asian people. Do you think this is problematic? Because is this up like fading into? Okay, I'm, I can only talk about the gay world here because I obviously I know the gay world pretty well. But like a lot of, I guess, like in gay culture, it's quite. I guess, like, assume that Asian people are submissive and that they tend to be like the bottoms uh, or like the receiving, on the receiving end of sex. Mm. And so, a lot of these Asian performers, they are tend normally to be bottoms and they're only, I guess, like, in in their videos, they're submissive to, like, white people. And it kind of plays into that assumption and that perception that all Asian gays are bottoms. Mm. Do you think that's problematic that they they are doing this with other white performers?
1: I do, but you have to take back and realise why... Why is it this so? I understand that, um, especially in, not, not even sex, but even in our given roles today in society, Asian people are really passive. They're very, yes, yes, uncle, yes, auntie type of people, very submissive to a lot of other people, maybe because they're scared to make noise. And this element is also very prominent in sex as well. And a lot of Asian people who only do have sex with white people on internet on camera it does create this illusion that perpetuates that asian people like being dominated they enjoy being told what to do they enjoy being pinned down choked or whatever but people who don't identify with this it's going to be very hard for them to meet people of a different color and not have sex like what they see on the internet so back to you have you ever dated a non-Asian person, and how? I mean, this is getting a bit, a bit personal, but was it? Does it play into the fantasy roles that people do see in sex?
0: Well, that's the thing, though. Like growing up, you never see Asian, like you don't see much Asians doing porn. So I just automatically assume white people or other people of other races don't like me because I'm Asian. Like you, because you don't see that. You don't see, I guess, especially in gay porn, like Asian people being treated the same way, um, or featured the same way as other races. So I don't know, for me, I've honestly can never say I've never had a sexual experience with anyone else other than Asians at the moment. Um, and I I don't know, I just think that just what I've seen in porn, it just made me assume that I not, I just won't be viewed as attractive to other people that aren't Asian.
1: Mm, So it's kind of like those things where, um, what we were saying earlier, if a person who is non-Asian finds me attractive, then you start to question why.
0: Exactly. And when, the, yeah, exactly. When they do find you attractive, you're like, wait, is it because I'm Asian they, mm. and, like, am I fet- getting fetishized
1: here? And again, that's not your fault. It's it's what we see on the internet and what the the roles that are pretty much placed onto us. But back onto this topic, we're not saying that, you know, porn is a bad thing. There are positive Um, things that do come out of porn like it does teach you how to have sex there are videos out there that um, teaches you how to pleasure other people without harming them as well and it kind of explores different sides of sex which isn't like you can't learn that at school or something yeah i mean like what you're
0: trying to say is like porn has been democratized now like anyone can upload porn videos onto the internet and i think for a lot of people it's such a great way To get education on what sex is like Um, But obviously there's lots of Studio porns where it's shot Over like a couple of days Very Mm. unrealistic Like the person comes like five times in a session Like (laughs) how is
1: that realistic? (laughs) Like why isn't your dick that sensitive? I don't understand Yeah
0: exactly So I guess there's lots of pros and there's also lots of cons. So I bet I think the porn industry, it's going to be changed
1: the way that going to be over the next couple of years. What I do like about OnlyFans though, is it's giving the power back to the people, if I can say that. Yes. Like they can control what content they want to upload and they can relive their own fantasy. Whereas like, for example, big industries like Pornhub, Xtube, Xvideos, it's their putting their own idea and manufactured idea of what porn is so i think early fans is positive in a way that you know it's a lot more authentic a lot more real if that makes sense pretty much yeah
0: um but we'd love to know what you guys think about this topic head over to our instagram page or our facebook page and tell us what you think there'll be more lemon coming up but first here's a few words from today's sponsors
1: There's been a lot of traction on you think you can hurt me in this term and especially on subtle Asian traits. A lot of people have been posting their own versions of why they are so strong as an Asian person. So some so, so examples that I found, like for example, you think you can hurt me? I opened the ice cream container from the freezer only to find raw fish in it. <laughs> and some other examples are... You think you can hurt me? My sister used to babysit me when our parents went out. I was five and she was six. (laughs) I can relate. I can relate. (laughs) But my favorite one so far is, you think you can hurt me? I had this haircut growing up. And they posted a picture of them.
0: Oh, my God. My sister had the same haircut. (laughs) It's like a ball cut. A (laughs) little bob. bob.
1: But there's this been strange phenomenon that's happening with subtle Asian traits where people have just been posting why... Growing up in an Asian culture makes them as strong as they they are, and I think the very first post that I saw this was: "Do you think you can hurt me? I am the eldest daughter in an Asian family."
0: Ooh, that is cunning deep. I think what I love about this viral is it a meme or a joke.
1: I think it's. I think it can be. I, can th- I think it can be both.
0: Yeah. I, well, I think what's what's interesting about this it's a commentary on about Asian people and their experiences growing up, and it points out how different our childhood is from I guess like other cultures and what I love about this is that a lot of this is about how Asian people I guess like were forced to like mature a lot more quicker Mm. like you know they had to stay home um, by themselves they had to look after their younger siblings when they were seven yeah had to cook for themselves and it also talks about the migrant experience as well, how a lot of our parents moved here and, yeah, they didn't know English, so we had to fill out their forms for them and, like, we had to do their home mortgages for them, <laughs> be their lawyer and everything. And I just love it. I just love this commentary on, on why Asian people are so, I guess, say like, is it thick skin Like
1: Yeah I guess so I think it comes down to Thick skin And what they've been through And how they've come Out of it On the other side In such a positive way That they can do Pretty much anything They want to do So my question for you Phil What is Do you think you can Hurt me meme What would be something That you would say I think it's already been mentioned.
0: I was going to say, oh, you think you can hurt me? I stayed home by myself when I was five years old. <laughs> but that's that's someone already made that joke. Um, the other one I was going to say was, you think you can hurt me? Well, I filled my mum's Centrelink forms when I was seven. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, legit. <laughs> <laughs> Translated for her as well. Wait, when someone called on the phone, like, for example, they'll call, like, your mom and dad, they'll suddenly just give you the phone. Were you that person? Yes. They're like, oh, and the no. mum would be like, please speak to my son. And then... <laughs> I'm sure, like, I'd sound like a little kid. I
1: was like, a six, seven-year-old. Like, Hello? <laughs> Hello? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> what about yourself? Mine would be, do you think you can hurt me? My mom was three hours late, would always be three hours late to pick me up after tuition class. <laughs> oh and my this God. is not a joke. What was your mom doing? I think, because she's a single mom, she's really busy, but I think my mom. Kind of. This also plays into the Asian stereotype that always late to everything. Oh, she runs on a different clock. She runs on a very different clock. The only clock that she runs on time to is the airport. (laughs) But besides that, like when I side
0: note, talk about airports. Look, you look. Asian people are well-known to be late to everything. But mm. when it comes to airports, why are Asians always five hours early? No,
1: even a day early. <laughs> yeah, a day early. Like, sleeping on the airport, waiting for the flight. I think it's because they're so scared of losing, because there's a, a big chunk of money in one section. If you miss that, $1,000 is gone. <laughs> but missing, like, doing, coming an hour late to a dinner or a party, they're like, whatever. They're not losing out mm, anything. Yeah, so true. But back to this topic. Um. Because I used to go to a lot of tuition classes. Like, I remember Thursday nights, 6.30 every week, I have piano classes. And then Saturday, I started doing Chinese school, but I failed in it. And then I'll have um, Japanese class. I can't even speak well. I couldn't speak (laughs) Japanese at all. And then I'll have maths tuition and then English tuition in, like, a school with a lot of other people. And my mum would always be late to pick me up.
0: I was going to say, like, it's interesting because a lot of people were like, oh, my... You think you, hurt, you can hurt me. My parents forced me to Chinese school, stuff like that. Some of these experiences, I was like, actually, I remember growing up, like Chinese school is one of them. I remember seeing lots of, lots of different kids going to Chinese school and I actually asked my parents to go to Chinese school.
1: Oh. So I thought that was pretty
0: interesting how like – yeah, it's like It wasn't a typical experience for me But I saw other people doing it And I wanted to go experience it myself And what's so you say now? So what I can say now is You think you can hurt me? I forced my stuff to go to Chinese school And I
1: can say ni hao back to you <laughs> yeah, <"Ni hao." laughs> But what this does is that It creates such an extreme aversion Of what happened to ourselves So for my example My mum would be two, three This is no joke My mom would be two, three hours late She's not a bad mum at all She's just really busy And when someone rocks up Let's say 30 minutes An hour late to my house They'd be like Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry i'm so sorry that I'm like, I'm like it's okay you know i've waited like two three hours before this is all good so kind of when bad things do happen to us which is on a bad level in terms of what i'd say white standard if i could say that caucasian stand or non-asian or no before i get dragged non-east asian standard it pretty much doesn't really hurt us at all. Like if someone's going to break our heart maybe, or someone's going to like, let's say that someone pushes up, pushes us and Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Mommy's hit me all the time. It's all good. Like I've got tough skin, literally.
0: Um, well head over to our Facebook page and drop us your, um, so you think you can hurt me joke down to, into our Instagram page or Facebook page. We'll love to hear them. So this week has been a really big week for K-pop. And so was last week, actually. Last week, BTS released a new single and it got like 100 million views in 24 hours Mm. on YouTube. This week, Big big Pink, Blackpink (laughs) and Selena Gomez released their highly anticipated collaboration this week. And... It just got me thinking, obviously, is K-pop finally mainstream now? I know we keep saying this, but is it finally mainstream (laughs) now? Can we finally say K-pop is mainstream now?
1: I don't know. I don't think it will ever be what we called US standard mainstream. I think because the reason why K-pop is so amazing is that because they're singing in Korean... The culture and all the music videos and the way that they look, it's just very Korean, very East Asian. And people who do watch this, like there's a lot of fans who aren't Korean who love K-pop. And seeing this kind of fantasy, this world kind of unbox out, everybody who looks similar to them is kind of ruining them in rooting for them in a way because they are probably the biggest things that we have that are East Asian. Mm. And it actually got me
0: thinking about Latin pop because Latin pop is so big in America. Like it comes in waves. I feel like, like obviously in the eighties, you had the big Latin pop wave with Gloria. Is es- what's the name? Estefan, Estefan. Es- 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 yep. And then in the nineties, got Ricky Martin. And then the two thousands, you had is it Jennifer Lopez? Was she um,
1: Shakira, yeah, Selena, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, yep.
0: and then. Obviously, in the 2000s, was it 10,000s or 2010s, um, (laughs) you had Despacito and, um, you know, all these big names in Latin pop. I wonder if K-pop is going to be like that. Like, do you think, because obviously in the 2000s, we had like, you know, Rain, Boa, Seven, stuff like that. Although they never just like had a big movement in America like they did, like they do now. Like, I mean, like as K-pop do now, they were arriving on some sort of wave though. And and then you had Big Bang who were in the 2010s and now you've got BTS and Blackpink. So I wonder, is K-pop going to be like that? I wonder if I guess like we're going to start seeing more and more K-pop come in waves as they did with Latin pop.
1: I think with Latin pop, the reason why it's so big is because there's a lot of Spanish people in America. Mm. And obviously America is this world, like the center of everything, but I think K-pop will finally be mainstream when we start, when we stop asking this question, will K-pop be mainstream and the reason why i don't think it will be mainstream anytime soon is because they were trained in south korea they sing like majority of the songs they sing korean they choreographers and everything that they do is south korean inspired mm. so the day that it will be mainstream it will, the day will be that a korean girl or a korean guy or even an asian girl or guy or non-binary person will be brought up in america raised in america or even in a westernized country and released English music from the very get-go. And that's when they would be considered, i say in quote, mainstream. Well, isn't Latin pop created in in Latin America? Like, uh, isn't, aren't they mostly written in their home countries? Um, I think with the reason why Latin pop can be received as what we call mainstream is because the people who listen, like the Westernized people who listen to this type of music look like them, you know? It's they can, the Spanish culture is already so... Invested within, marinated within Mm -hmm. American culture But look, for example, you have Gangnam Style by Psy That video, that music, that song broke so many records But it wasn't enough to launch K-pop into what we call mainstream Because the origins of where Gangnam Style came, came from is South Korea And it will be seen as a fad
0: I think I have to disagree, actually, about the Gangnam Style thing. I think, okay, first of all, there's heaps of people, of Asian people who live in America. Just like how there's heaps of Spanish people who live in America. And a lot of Asian people obviously listen to K-pop. There's a high proportion of Asian people who listen to K-pop. And on Gangnam Style, I just think Gangnam Style actually opened doors for a lot of K-pop idols that we see today. And I'm not going to say he did himself. I I don't agree that he did himself. There's been lots of people before him who've tried, who paved the way for a site to make it big. But I think that was a big step for America and the rest of the world to accept not just K-pop, but Asian artists as singers. And I just think that, uh, I personally believe, I'm not a music expert like you are, but I just think as a, speaking of a culture perspective, I feel like, Asian people will start having their time in the media now. Like we've got so many Asian people killing it in Hollywood now. More and more singers are making it big in America now. I just think we're on the verge of the golden age for Asian entertainers,
1: mm, which is I, good news
0: for you, by the way. It is
1: good. I'm not saying that. Well, I, I'm not saying that sides didn't open a lot of doors for a lot of other artists. I'm saying that it's going to be a bit of a while until. They are considered what we call mainstream. Yes, it's amazing that a lot of Asian people are stepping up and they've been stepping up for many years. It's only now they've been seen for stepping up. We have movies like Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. You have artists like um, BTS and Blackpink. But they will continue to be seen in not our lenses, mm. but in within the Western media frame to be seen as fads, mm. as I use the term like, like gimmicks in a way, trends. And they will continue to see them as trends gimmicks or fads until it's so up in their face until the point that's when they'll be like well okay this is now it's normalized if that makes sense well i
0: think i think i wonder i wonder if bts would would do that because their last few albums that they've released have gone to number one in America.
1: They've broken a record, look, for crying out But that still, Western media doesn't see them. That does not take, take, yeah. exactly, take them seriously. They don't take them seriously. They don't see them as what we call, in quotation, true artists mm. because of the way they look, because of the way they dance, because of their
0: music well, that's different. Just look, they got snubbed from the Grammys last year, even though they had the, one of the biggest albums last year. I wonder, I wonder when is the moment we're going to have an Asian category? In the Grammys Like in, in, in the Grammys They have a Latin pop category
1: Yeah, I know they should <laughs> Honestly, no, I think they should Yeah, you're absolutely right They, they should create a category for Asian artists Because they're not, not going to take Asian artists seriously To be represented in the main artists Because they want their own American artists to win So I think, you no, know, you're right When is the time where Grammy is Grammys Or a lot of award shows going to have an Asian category mm. And when, for example, like Parasite For it to win in a Western category that is that a- was
0: controversial <laughs> even
1: donald trump was
0: like why isn't this this movement doesn't deserve to win it wasn't american american i think we're in the right step in the right direction at the moment and i feel like um from a culture perspective i feel like the next few years are going to be the golden age for asian entertainers and i feel like your self-time as someone who's in the music industry i think you're something exciting is going to happen to you very soon i feel mm. like i feel like lots of opportunities will start opening up lots of opportunities are going to open up to all the asian entertainers that we know and have interviewed on the show i just i'm just excited for asian people in general
1: me too it comes it kind of comes back a little bit to like the porn when we we're talking about is are asians going to be represented because it's trendy because it's fetish it's fetishized and it's and now it's really to be Asian or is it going to be represent because we worked hard for where we want to be? And that's the only question I have for the media. Well,
0: we'll love to know what <laughs> you guys think. If there's any media out there who wants to answer Tom's questions, please head over to our, I'm our Facebook. I'm not shitting account. on you at
1: all, but if you want to hire us for like a TV gig show, sure, we'll do it. Oh but yeah, I'm, we'll do it. I'm, I just want to say, look, I will do it because we just hope that... We're good at our jobs. We're good at doing what we're doing. Not because you need someone for a diversity hire. That's the difference that we're saying.
0: Well, that's all we have time for today. If you like what you listen to, then please subscribe to us on whatever podcasting app you're listening to. And we love reading your feedback. So please head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a very nice and five-star review if you can, please. And we'll see you guys next week.
1: Sorry, I was finishing off my own tea. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs)